0: Hello, friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 449 of Maestro on the Mic. In today's episode, we're chatting about how to create a killer Instagram bio. Yes, ChatGPT did come up with that title, but you know what? I don't hate it. This is a question that I get, and I think people understand the sentiment of, they want to make a bio, they want it to stand out, they want it to attract their audience. And that is what we are going to go over in today's episode. All this and more, but first... And discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestro-fied. Three, two, one. Hey, hello, friends, Maestro here, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. Today, we are talking about how to create a killer Instagram bio. I realize I haven't done like an update in a little bit. Uh, The knee is doing well. There's still some asymmetries. Uh, it's finally stopped raining here, maybe. We had like an identity crisis in SoCal, kind of acting like the Pacific Northwest. It was kind of terrible, but I survived. Um, it's a little colder than I'd like, but you know what? The sun is shining. Today, the sun is shining, and I can't complain. So let's hop on into the episode and talk about Instagram. As a reminder, doors close this week this week. They open today, Monday. If you listen to this, the day that it drops, uh, this episode will drop on Monday, February 13th. That is the first day of Cart open for the public for my Instagram intensive, and it will close this Friday. My Instagram intensive is a six week online group coaching program that teaches health and fitness pros exactly how to use Instagram for business literally, exactly how to use it. Um, Episode 447 has got all the deets. You can check out the link in the show notes, it will take you to the registration page, the info page, if you want to actually see more things. Um, I don't want to spend more time this episode talking about that, but I would love to have you in the intensive if you're thinking, hey, I want level up my game of how I'm using Instagram for online, for online business, I got you. Check out the uh, the link in the show notes. Head over to the show notes, uh, the actual page, if you want. It's going to be themovementmaestro.com forward slash uh, 449. And then if you got any other questions, you can shoot me a DM, shoot me a text 310-737-2345. And I will be happy to answer those. So one of the first things that we go over in the intensive is the bio. I do believe that as it relates to your Instagram page, it is one of, if not the most important parts. And it is important, not just for your audience, but for you, right? This thing is going to serve as an anchor. And that's why I want to make sure that we get clear on it and that you're setting yourself up for success as it relates to actually what you're putting in that bio. so we know the online space is noisy, it's crowded and anyone tell you that anyone that tells you that it's not saturated they are lying to you. I do believe it's saturated but I do think there is still room for growth. Um, I don't think that a zillion people are going to come on and everyone's gonna uh, you know have the same kind of success but I do think there is still room for for growth um, and actually that was last Monday's episode I, I spoke about are you too late? I do not think you are too late but definitely check out that episode if you want to go dive deeper into that. Um, But the reality is the way that you're going to stand out in the online space, in such a crowded, noisy online space, is not by yelling louder, but by being specific and by being repetitive. This is where the bio comes into play, right? It allows you to be specific. It is going to ask you to niche down, niche down, however you want to say it which I know is one of the hardest things that you may ever be asked to do, especially if you you know, watching this, listening to this are multi-passionate and you're just like, I like a lot of things. I'm good at a lot of things. I get that. But if you're looking to use Instagram for online business, when someone comes to your page, if you say, Hey, I am for everyone, I do everything for everyone. Individuals have a very tough time saying, Oh, that person then could help me, which is why, it's the first call of the Instagram intensive, and it's, which is why I put such emphasis on creating this bio and having the courage to niche or niche down. In reality, this, that's what today's episode is all about, right? It's having the courage to be specific, having the courage to focus on a singular thing. From a tactical perspective, your Instagram bio should simply state the problem that you solve and who you solve it for. The problem that you solve, and I should say secondarily, if it makes sense, if you need to specify who you solve it for. That is niching down. We've done multiple episodes on this, uh, but the concept here is that when we're niching down, we're not niching down based on, you know, identifying specific demographic traits and things like that. We're looking at what is the problem that you solve that is inherently going to include and exclude some people. And then secondarily, if you need to go more specific with a certain group of people, cool, then we can state that. When people come to your page, right, they ask themselves, what can this person do for me? When someone hits my page, if they were to look at my bio, it says, helping health and fitness pros build profitable online personal brands. Very simple. When someone hits your page, if they're actually going to go and look, like once they, maybe they found something by grace of God, uh, they found it real, a real got shared to someone else's page, or maybe you hit the discover page, they go and they actually go to your page and they're going to look at this thing and say, what can this person do for me? Your bio needs to clearly state what's the problem that you solve and who do you solve it for. That's it. Person's asking, what can they do for me? Your bio needs to answer that question. If you're going to audit your own bio, I would encourage you, ask yourself the question, would my ideal client text these words that are in my bio to their best friend? Would they say these things? Oftentimes we're like, oh, this is relatable, right? I don't want relatable. I want things that are very easy and very simple to digest and words that your people would actually say and have actually said. Of note, I advise against looking at bigger accounts and just seeing like what their Instagram bio says and then doing what they're doing. Because the reality is these accounts can do whatever they want. Their numbers speak for themselves, right? They've broken through that trust barrier. And so, you know, you go to a page and there's a million followers or it has 500,000 followers the average person seeing that is like, okay, this is a trustworthy source or this is like a good source. I'm going to invest more time in it. If you're just starting out, you don't have those numbers behind you. That's okay. Let's be very clear, very concise, very simple with what you're saying that you do, right? The problem it is that you solve. You don't need to go into specifics as to how you solve that problem, right? You want to get 150 characters with this thing. So you can't be telling these long ass stories. All of your posts They show how you do it. And when I say how, I don't just mean like the stepwise approach of how you do it. I mean, the things around that, the soft skills, are you funny? Uh, Are you laid back? Are you really analytical? People can see that in your posts, but what is the problem, specific problem that you are solving? So as an example, Apple, their bio, I pulled it here. It says, everyone has a story to tell. Tag, hashtag, shot on iPhone to take part. That is very different than what I would suggest someone posts on their bio when they're first starting out, right? These, Apple has broken through the trust barrier, right? When we're first starting out, what we're looking at doing is establishing a reputation based on what we do. Can we get results from people? Are we using this for business? And then as we evolve, we can look to pivot based on who we are. The cool part about Instagram is that you can look to discuss and share both things, right? We share what we do in our posts and we can share how we do it and who we are in our stories and kind of the the story around the story with our posts. If you're looking at what specifically, though, to put in the bio, understand where you are. If you are in the beginning of this journey, saying the problem that you solve is the route that you want to go. And this is how I teach, right? I am looking to educate people on and help people with what I would do if I was just starting out right now, because it's different than what I'm doing right now. So if I was just starting out, different than if, you know, I already have eight plus years behind, sorry for that whistle there, I already have eight plus years behind me. Okay. So the take home from that part is when you're just starting out, we're sharing what we do, and then, so that we can help our brand evolve, it's super important to share in your content who you are and what you're about. Okay. Then once you've broken through that trust barrier, for sure you can put in your bio, you know, what you're about and who you are. Because people, you already have a reputation, right? People already know what they're going to get when they go to you, when they utilize your services, when they utilize your products, right? We already know what we're going to get when we go to Apple. So they don't need to say like, we make phones and computers and they can say what they're about. Subaru could do the same thing, right? If you watch those commercials, they're really like tugging on your heartstrings. They're not necessarily going after a USP, unique selling proposition that is based in how safe they are. They could, but they're leaning on like, what do we actually stand for? Who are we? Okay, so back to some more t- some tips here, getting didactic with things. If you are just starting out, I encourage you, highly encourage you, avoid being cute, clever, or creative. Keep it simple and be specific. Again, I want you to ask yourself, would my ideal client say or text these words, this phrase, this sentence to their friends? Would my ideal client know what I'm talking about with these words before working with me? I see people, they put some stuff in their bio that it is, it is clever. And I want to commend them on that, but understand that your ideal client, they don't understand, they probably don't know what that thing means. They're like, I'm not there yet. I don't know that I have that problem. And so they're going to scroll on by because again, we are looking to use this for business, Businesses are built on solutions of problems. I need you to say, Hey, this is the problem that I solve. When people go to your bio, and you've all done this, I'm certain of this, when you go to someone's bio and you have to use all this brain power to just to decode what the hell it is that they're saying, they got like a bunch of like fucking hieroglyphics in there, right, with emojis, and you're like, what is this? Or they're using all these cute phrases or words that they've made up, and you're like, what is going on? You are literally using brain power for that, which means you have less mental energy, cognitive energy, to go and spend on actually scrolling through their page. You're less less likely to want to actually do that. And you're more likely to make a decision Based purely on emotion and that initial emotion, which is maybe this is annoying, right? You don't have the bandwidth to be like, oh, actually, let me go dig a little deeper and see what else is in here. Kathy Sierra was actually, I love her, and I need to bring her back on the podcast. And I think that the episode that she did is maybe too far out because Apple only shows three hundred episodes at a time, and we're at episode four hundred and forty-nine. So I think hers was too early. Um, but we could link that in the show notes, and you can listen to it on the website. So Courtney. You. Um, But Kathy Sierra, love her. She was the first person who told me about this study. I think it was actually, I don't even know if she specifically told me. I think I was watching, I was binging her content. I was watching one of her uh, videos on YouTube. And she spoke about a study. This is years ago, this study took place. And it speaks to this idea of cognitive load and cognitive reservoirs and how much mental energy we have for tasks. Um, So, with this uh, study, they had two groups. The first group, they or well, they had two groups, they broke them up you know, randomly. The first group they was asked to re- remember a two-digit number. The second group was asked to remember a seven-digit number. They were then told to walk down the hall, they had like a subsequent interview, and then they were said, you know, very, um, very uh, simply stated afterwards, they were like, hey, snack options when you're done, uh, you go pick whatever you want. What That was actually what the study was about, not the people's ability to recall the digits it was what snack did they choose so the snacks that were available at the end was either cake I don't know, chocolate cake or fruit what they found that the in the two digit group the people that had to remember two digits they were equal, equally likely to pick cake and fruit whereas the seven digit group was twice as likely to choose cake now i'm not here to demonize cake i'm not here to demonize fruit or anything like that or bolster up fruit but we can see when we have a significant or substantial cognitive task, it takes our mental energy, we don't have reserves left to go and make subsequent thoughtful, super thoughtful, I have to like reason this out, decisions based on that. We will, typically base more, we will typically act more from emotion. I'm just like, whatever I want right now, okay, I'm going to do that. This is why we know. At the end of the day, if you had a long-ass day, you're not very likely to be like, oh, I'm going to like think of some really super healthy meal and and put all this together. You're like, what is available? And want simple, I don't want to think about anything. This is what I want you to consider with your bio. If people have to think a ton on the front end just to decode what the hell you're saying in your bio, that is the less energy, energy that they have to go and actually look through your content and be like, oh this person is for me. Look, they have some cool stuff. I'm going to scroll down a little bit. They will base it off of emotion and they will scroll right on by because they're like, this person is annoying. They're asking too much of me. Next. Okay. So what do we want actually logistically in the bio? Very simply, first in the name field, put your name. Drives me crazy when people have their business name as the account. And then in the field, the name field, it's their business account again. I'm like, who are you? COVID really expedited this. People want to talk to other people. So say your name. I don't care if you are one person. You're like, I want to be a bigger business. No, you are one person. You don't need to say we. That's kind of weird. You're the only person that's ever in these stories. Say your name. Give people a face and a person to put with this business. Humanize it. After the name, because the name field is long now, you can put your title if you want. Not, Not the letters that you have, but like are you a physical therapist for postpartum moms? Are you a business coach for chefs? I don't fucking know, whatever it is. Cause that, that is, that name field is searchable. And after that, we go with the statement that clearly says what it is you do, AKA the problem that you solve. And secondarily, if it makes sense, who you solve it for. This is not to be confused with how you solve the problem. Your posts will show and teach and tell and explain and convey how you solve the problems. After that, you can put any supporting information that you want that demonstrates your expertise, your proficiency, your experience with this, your achievements. Achievements. How long have you been doing this? Uh, the number of people that you've helped, the number of podcast downloads. That's what's in mind, right? I hit a million. I was like, that is definitely going in the bio. Um, there's something to be said about those numbers, right? Other people did this thing. Other people seem to like this thing. Then maybe you will like it too. Um, you could put something that you've created. After that, we're going to have a call to action that points towards the link. And remember, you are only allowed one link, and it goes in the link field. Let this link be on your website, not on Linktree. We don't own Linktree. That shit breaks. Get the traffic going over to your website. My girl Lex would love that I'm saying this, right? Because S-E-O. I suggest putting the things in your bio in that order because... Instagram truncates the bio. So if you have, I think it truncates it after three lines of content. So if you put like your important stuff at the bottom, people won't see it without having to hit those three little dots in order to expand the bio. So I put it in that order. The least important, less important stuff's going at the bottom. Right. And very simply, that is how you create a killer bio. I know people want like more things and like hacks and tricks, and it's got to be more complex. It literally isn't. The bio is super important, but the bio isn't what actually makes people follow you. The whole goal with the bio is to not trip people up so that they can go and actually look at the rest of your content and make a decision not based just from emotion, right? So if there is an emotion to that, it's, hey, this is cool. I'm not mentally fatigued from having to decode this fucking bio. And also this person can help me because I was able to sift through content and be like, yeah, this is helpful. I was able to click on things. and like, yeah, this this does help me. Um, So bring this full circle and then wrap this bad boy up this episode we're talking about how to create a killer bio but the reality it is about having the courage to be specific all right we're talking about specificity and focus can you niche down yes you will exclude some people inherently that's the point because that allows you to include the people who you are absolutely the best at serving the best at helping okay for many people, figuring this out will take time. And I am many people. I am in that group as well. My whole goal for you is that you start off in a direction. Right? You say, okay, this is the problem I think that I want to solve. I have expertise here. I have some proficiency here. I'm going to go in this direction. I'm going to see if it fits. You try it out. And if you're like, it doesn't fit, okay, then you can change. It's, it's totally fine. My initial direction was treating pain and mobility dysfunction for CrossFitters. And that's not who I attracted I subsequent and I'm not surprised right my language and how is what I was posting I attracted other professionals and then that was what became my niche but I started out in a specific direction it wasn't like I was just going in all different directions this is why I really encourage people to post every day and create content because of that content it, it holds up a mirror it holds up a allows you to see a pattern and you're like man I'm posting a lot about this thing I clearly like this more I'm, I'm this is easier for me to talk about I have expertise here if you don't know like necessarily the specific direction, let's just pick a direction. I mean, that you do have some general expertise, you have some experience with that, you enjoy that, you like, you like that, and then teach everything you know one post at a time. See what emerges. Once you're seeing, okay, there's a pattern here, like this, this thing keeps coming up, I'm gonna encourage you, if the content doesn't match the bio, don't change the content, change your bio caveat here being of course stick with things long enough for them to work out so people will just like change their content like every five seconds They're like oh it's not landing oh it's not landing you have to stick with something we said give it a minimum of 18 months of concerted effort consistent effort before you to say you know decide it's worth it or not so you give it time you're saying okay this it doesn't fit or I'm not getting traction I want to go a different direction then absolutely you can change that direction I do want to understand that Changing that niche, going in a different direction is essentially starting all over. So if you're like, this isn't happening fast enough, I'm going to switch. That is, switch is not going to make it happen faster. It's going to make things happen slower because now you're starting all the way again at the beginning. Okay. Of course, as always, my stick, I'm not here to impart scarcity or anything like that uh, or urgency. I just want to lay it out straight for you, lay it out honestly for you that starting all over again, going backwards It is essentially going backwards. Things take as long as they take. There are certain things that we can do to not slow things down. There are certain things we can do to kind of pretend speed things up. But yes, I want to throw that out there for you. So in summary, the space is noisy. It's crowded. It's saturated. But the way that you're going to stand out is not by yelling. It's by being specific. Last thing, don't forget, doors for the Instagram intensive close this Friday, February 17th at 1159 p.m. P.S.T. All the things are in the show notes, themovementmaestro.com forward slash 449. You can check them out, out there. If you got any other questions, comments, concerns, DM me, text me, and I'll hit you back. As always, endlessly appreciative of every single one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro.